Zeke, I have to say that hair is getting more and more crazy each day of this whole social distancing time. And surprisingly enough, you know, when your hair was long and you had it in the man bun before, it was pretty straight. Your hair got curly as hell. I don't know what to tell you other than maybe it's just uh, old age and too bad you'll never be able to find out. Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Hello, Zeke Baker. Hello there, Mr. Edwards. How are you today? Fair to Midland, I'd say. Are you in a whole big thing again at work? Uh, we might be starting up the engines for another, uh, you know, damn near two-week marathon. You had a couple days off. What did you do on your days off? Played with the kids, man. Took it easy. Uh, finally had a nice weekend around here. Did a little yard work, you know, this and that. But literally just enjoyed uh, downtime and uh, what I refer to as being in the bubble. You know, you, you keep up with the kids and chase the hell out of them. And other than that and checking your phone every now and then, you really don't know too much of what goes on in the world, which is a pretty damn good thing most of the time lately. Well, Zeke, today's show is presented by Elijah Craig Bourbon. Discover the greatness within. You're wondering what to get your dad for Father's Day. Zeke, you're a dad. I'm a dad. I don't want a tie. I don't want socks. I don't want boxers or undershirts. Send us something that's really great. Elijah Craig Small Batch Bourbon. It has a rich flavor and a full body that any dad will love. Like you, Zeke, right? You always get those labels for Father's Day for Elijah Craig. I do. I've got another one coming in the mail looking forward to it i guess it kind of falls under that category where folks say the little thing that counts and i'm sure it doesn't uh, you know cost them a ton of money other than you know printing the label and, and mailing it out to folks but you know at the same time little things to give back to the consumer are always a nice gesture and for folks that know about that and have ordered them in the past i'm sure still order them every year and appreciate putting that you know custom label on the bottle and giving it to a you know the significant person or persons you know in their life on father's day and unfortunately if you didn't know about it before this year or before this broadcast the submission time is already over so if you want those labels for father's day next year make sure you are looking on elijahcraig.com in may that's when you want to go look over there. And why is Elijah Craig a great Father's Day gift? It is because Elijah Craig is the father of bourbon. Way back in 1789, according to the stories, Elijah Craig was the first person to char a white oak American barrel and then put whiskey in it. Hence, turning it into one of the biggest requirements of bourbon to put your whiskey in a charred white oak American barrel. His legacy lives on in every bottle of Elijah Craig small batch bourbon and all of the Elijah Craig bourbons. Visit ElijahCraig.com to learn more about their award-winning whiskeys. Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Barstown, Kentucky, 47% alcohol by volume. Think wisely, drink wisely. So Zeke, another really cool thing about Elijah Craig is that we have an interview coming up on the Friday before Father's Day, where we actually got to sit down with Max Shapira and Kate Latz, the father-daughter team at Heaven Hill. They run things. 
they're very important, but they're a family and they work together. And Zeke, you know, Heaven Hill is one of the biggest family owned distilleries that I know of. And that's got to be interesting working together. And you know, we got to sit down and talk to them a little bit about that. So we're giving everybody something to look forward to before Father's Day here. And back to the note about the, uh, the custom labels that was, uh, I did post that in the Dad's Drinking Bourbon Facebook group a few weeks ago. So if you're in there, uh, hopefully everyone saw it and had a chance to get one of those submissions in before the deadline closed. Yes. So that being said, we are drinking something from your home state tonight. We are drinking Legends Spirits. Oh, really? You surprised me. I didn't know this was coming out of Georgia. It says Georgia's award-winning Legends Distillery. What awards have they won? Vodka of the Year. And (laughs) so hold on. I'm just on their website. So 2019 Vodka of the Year, Legends Vodka. It was Gold Award and John Barleycorn, Double Gold in San Diego, Silver in New York, and Bronze in San Francisco. And their bourbon was Gold at John Barleycorn, Silver at San Diego, Silver at New York, Bronze at San Francisco. Their Legends 100 Proof Bourbon, the 2020 awards are pending. So the 100 Proof just came out, but the 87 is what they had originally been putting out? Yes. Okay. This is 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% barley. It is sourced from MGP two to three years and then aged an additional six months. Then they open the barrel, proof it, triple filter it, run it through their tech to reduce the congeners, and it's equivalent to 33 times distilled. What it says on their website is, in 2007, we began our journey to merge 21st century technology to the ancient art of distilling. Many years and barrels later, we've succeeded, and our patented quantum purity technology was ready for production. Using our technology, our award-winning legend single barrel straight bourbon double barrel 100 proof bourbon and our vodka is enhanced and purified to a level never seen or tasted before it reduces congeners and alcohol by at least half without compromising the taste of our spirits as proven by the multiple awards we have won all right so hold on you said toward the end there's a barrel proof version of this too because i don't see that here right no it says double barrel 100 proof so single barrel straight bourbon i understand those words can be confusing but single barrel straight bourbon double barrel 100 proof bourbon and vodka gotcha and you said that two to three years aged when it comes from mgp and then they put it in their their own barrel for six months is that right no they don't touch it for six months and then they open the barrel proof it triple filter it and run it through their technology it ages two and a half to three and a half years two to three years at mgp and then another six months in georgia that's what i just said yeah but you said they put it in their own barrel they don't put it in their own barrel it doesn't say that they just yeah they're buying two to three year juice they bring it down to georgia let it sit for six more months and then they start tinkering yeah Okay, just trying to make sure I'm in the game here because, I mean, we all know I don't necessarily always pay attention when you go on those long uh, backstory rambles, but I tried to keep up with this. It did seem a little more relevant than other times. It's always relevant. I don't ramble just to ramble. I am intrigued by the reduction of congeners, at least from some of the stuff I've seen, especially when you talk about kind of the differences in wood as far as, you know, from years past and current. And then also even some of the filtration methods that distilleries have to use now. I've at least read a few things where folks pinpoint that as being also one of the difference in flavors you know, along with the wood changing, is that some of the kind of the behind the scenes things that distilleries had to change as far as what they filtered out 
were some of these congeners and, and you know that was kind of some of I think um, like your Easter and your alcohol chains and the you know kind of the longer chains that would be not cholesterol necessarily bad kind of science reference but obviously elements that would be in the whiskey that have to be removed because certain states or places have decided they're not necessarily uh, safe and you know plenty of folks say like hey they used to be there now they're not you can't really see them or know they're not there but well flavor is not the same one more thing you can point your finger at and there are pros and cons to reducing the congeners right the pro is going to be that the compounds from congeners are more likely to give you a hangover at least make your head hurt the next day depending on how much you've drank we obviously do not promote drinking enough to get a headache or a hangover compounds from congeners are going to give you a hangover on the minus side on the con side is the congeners really are what give more flavor to whiskey they result from the fermenting process they they give a lot of alcoholic beverages their flavor they bring color odor and taste but it depends on how much right it's the right ones in there and and that's a lot of what distillers are good at i don't know i mean i'm interested to see how this is going to be considering what we know about whiskey yeah it's funny i've never really heard the hangover side of things but definitely the fact as far as flavor and you know aromatic compounds that that was the bulk of them sorry i'm actually uh looking up a definition of that now but i don't know it's just interesting to see somebody you know blatantly pulling that out of there it just seems to be known across the board to me that that's almost an essential to get a diverse flavor profile and an aromatic profile. Well, I can assure you the hangover thing came from the Mayo Clinic. It was actually from an accredited source that said congeners can lead to hangovers. I mean, was it Duke's Mayo? Because if not, uh, it doesn't count. That's the only thing that's legit around here. No, it's the actual mayoclinic.org. Yeah, well, I'm not believing it. <laughs> Don't believe one of the most respected hospitals in America. Good on you. Hey, well, I also, you know, while we're going to branch out here for just a mild moment, what constitutes the mash of a vodka? I don't even know. I don't know enough about vodka. I mean, I think you can make it from anything. Yeah, Corn, you pretty much can. And- I know that. Makes it from wheat. I mean, I was raised with people calling it tater juice because it was made from potatoes. My main thought here was simply vodka can be a broad term and also what it's distilled out of more so. The congeners that it yields should, in theory, also be different than what comes off of a, you know, whiskey mash that includes corn, rye and barley. It just seems like a, a definite possible misnomer to bulk statement-wise, say, all congeners are going to cause this, that, etc. Okay. This is 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% barley. The 87 proof is $29 to $34, and the 100 proof is $55 to $59. What did you think about these two from your home state of Georgia, Zeke Baker? I started out with the 87 so the Legends 87, I put down that the nose was young, really hard to pinpoint what flavor I was getting out of it. was slightly nutty. I kind of almost thought it might smell like candy corn without that dark portion that's at the bottom. Palette-wise, it was noticeably kind of corn and sawmilly up front. The lower proof, I thought, definitely does a fair job of kind of reducing what I imagined would be slightly more offensive nuances in the profile and towards the back it got a little bitter what about the 100 proof for you i i kind of did mine together so you might as well just do yours together 
Legends 100. The nose, it offered up a bit more caramel and marshmallow and only just a very, very slight increase in heat as compared to the more noticeable aromatics that were there. Palette-wise, it seemed less youthful, but also it was even harder to really pinpoint flavors out of this. I just Nothing was jumping off in any direction at me. And then toward the back, uh, it just had a little bit more bite to it, really. During the open of this, I, I've kind of backtracked through both of these, trying to see if you know, anything picked up or resonated more with me. And I'm still pretty much the same opinion, to be honest. Hold that opinion, and we'll talk about it here in a second. The 87 proof on the nose for me, I got more corn. The 100, I know you said you got some marshmallow, and I didn't get that. The 100 proof was more muted to me, which I thought was really interesting. I did not have a very solid nose on the the 100. Taste on both of these, it was youth and then like an oak but it was a manufactured oak there was just something a little bit different from it and a little bit of a wood taste to it but it wasn't like you sip a more mature whiskey and you go oh that's got oak it's like there's something that's different with it and it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is except it's kind of a manufactured taste it's not something that i would typically pick up on things the finish wasn't particularly super long on either one of them but like you said some of that corn shine through on both of these for me on the taste not so much on the 100 proof as much as the 87 i almost like the 87 over the 100 because at least it had more flavor than i think the 100 proof had you sure you didn't get your glasses swapped again i am 100 percent sure <laughs> I still go, I guess I, I stick by what I had for the 100 and, and do think it's a little better than the 87. Either way, you know, kind of what you said with the oak back in, I don't get oak out of it. I just get a bitter that, you know, I think the mind, the first thing you're going to think of is oak, but there's no wood taste to it. it it's just really, um, you know, almost blanched, which I guess is funny considering you could almost say that with the uh, taking out the congeners and everything else that happens to it, you're pretty much blanching it like a grain. It's almost like burnt, but not burnt. It's just, you know. Kind of like, you know, you have that can of chili that you're heating up on the stove and a little bit sticks to the bottom or stew even. And you try to stir it back in and every time you get a bite of that burnt part that you stirred back in, you think, damn. Like, I wonder, and this is just my thought here, it's the equivalent to 33 times distilled. Do I really want to distill it 33 times? I mean, I know that they've said that their customers really like that there's no backburn on your throat, and I'm very much tipping my cards now. It's almost like eating, like, stir-fry with tofu instead of the meat. It tastes healthier, but ultimately, I'm going to want the real thing than the tofu. You don't like tofu? I'm not a big tofu guy. You've never had the right stuff. Tempeh is really good. Look at the size of me. Do you think I want to eat tofu or do you think I want to eat meat? Well, actually, now that you bring that up, and for another side tangent, sorry, but if you ever look at tofu, tempeh, other things, the fat content in that is usually much higher than especially like lean raw meats unless you fry it or something. Good to know. I'm glad I'm not eating it then. <laughs> Outsmarted yourself there, bud. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the right thing all along. Who would have known? Well, the good news is we're not buying any tofu in this house starting next week. <laughs> the bad news is we weren't buying any to begin with. Well, that analogy just went wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 
but it's like healthy food you know when you're you're eating healthy food and you're like all right yeah this is healthier but it doesn't taste as good as the other stuff does oh yeah i mean i'm with you there and two trains of thought for me for sure a you know just because it works for another spirit doesn't mean it works for all spirits i think we all kind of understand and know that the cleaner so to speak vodka is the better it's going to taste I mean, either way it's vodka so your range there's probably a lot smaller than as far as a, from a good to a bad whiskey but in that hangover space i think it definitely makes more of a dis- difference i mean i remember i had you know friends when i was younger that would buy cheap vodka and run it through a uh, a brita filter once or twice and swear like oh no hangover now this is better than the good stuff i mean literally swear about it but kind of the thing i thought of too i think we've mentioned this before maybe i have for sure probably i think of like jurassic park you know they try to bring everything back and, and they think it's going to be perfect and ideal and all this because on paper it looks great but you just can't fake mother nature <laughs> well i look at this and i i keep going back to the 33 times distilled and i love larry bird 33 is a great number <laughs> But maybe 33 isn't the number. Maybe you don't need to have it distilled 33 times. Maybe like 12 is the right answer. Maybe it's eight and you're still reducing cognitures and you can say that and use it as a marketing thing. But 33 times might be too many times. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing I would definitely bring up is, you know, I wonder where this is with the congeners and, you know, especially... And granted, this is the, the low rye MGP mash, I'm assuming, with it only being 21% rye. Yep. Most all of us that are, you know, dabbling and consuming various bourbons across the board, by now we're all getting some younger MGP products from some wares, most likely. This doesn't taste like any younger MGP I've had, period. No, it doesn't. But the question I would have is like MGP is going through and they're putting in their cuts. They're cutting out their heads. They're cutting out their tails. They have some of the best distillers that are working there at one of the best contract distilleries that we have in this country. And, And at that point, people know that MGP sells. It sells well. It's not a stigma to have their whiskey. There are plenty of brands that we know that have MGP whiskey. So I just have a question like why fix it? If it ain't broke, why are you trying to fix it? Yeah, and I mean, I could see the experimentation side of it. And, you know, folks want to know what happens, you know, what if we do this or that? But it's kind of tough to base a a brand or a company on the unknown. And then as you kind of get into this, most folks will all agree that age helps younger whiskeys. But at the same time, I mean, I almost wonder. Do you mean age helps younger whiskey or proof? Well, generally, you know, if you have something that's young, most folks say, you know, it's got promise. We'll come back to it in a couple of years and see where it is. That kind of statement. But, you know, I just wonder, regardless of age, just simply knowing all those congeners are stripped out. I just still point to a lot there as far as whether it be off-putting or desirable. This really doesn't go in either direction for aromatics or flavor for me. It's very just mundane and i would say this if you're trying to do this as a a play where you're saying hey we've stripped out the congeners and we have an 87 proof and we have 100 proof this has to be a mixer well i'm not going to spend 55 to 59 for a mixer and i'm hardly going to spend 29 to 34 for a mixer that 
I know I can go get Heaven Hill green label, or I can get Four Roses yellow label, or I could get a whole bunch of bottled and bond stuff that's under 20 bucks. And I just don't think they've hit their sweet spot in taste or price. I applaud them for trying new things. I think there's plenty of people out there that are content to just go get the MGP and put it out, but I almost wonder if it's just too much, if it's too much filtering and you're filtering out all the flavor for the sake of other things. So then I think they almost have a branding problem where the branding shouldn't be all about the name legends when you're talking about something that's pure and they're saying traditionally aged quantum purified and then they're talking all about how they purify this and run it through all their proprietary systems and and processes to cut this down well then i base the whole brand instead of being on legends i'd call it like something pure some you know like there there's just i do something about cleanliness or purity or I almost feel like it's got an identity crisis when you're looking at the brand and you're looking at the bottles and you're reading what's on the bottle. And I feel like there's not a a concurrent and consistent theme across all the stuff. And that was a long ramble. I hope you paid attention. Oh man, you lost me at word number two. (laughs) All all I could think about was like, man, if we ever had a show with no congeners, my mic would be turned off. No, if we had a show without congeners, I'm the toxic one. They'd cut my <laughs> mic off. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm going to assume by now uh, we and everyone else has figured out uh, both of these. Well, do you have anything hard. to say about what I said or no? Or are you just going to pretend you didn't listen to me? Huh? <laughs> exactly. So like I said, before you uh, – rudely interrupted me before you rudely ignored me again i think everyone's probably figured out that uh at best you and i are probably both a bar on this one i don't even think i'm at a bar on this one and i just think it's a good idea i would like to see them tweak it a little bit more and sometimes i'll just say and this is funny me saying it because you can say it about how i talk but less is more zeke less is more Hey, I say that shit all the time to my employees. And I think it just even makes it harder than knowing that it's MGP juice and how much of that we've all consumed just from various brands that, that buy from there and buy the same mashes. Like, you at least have an idea of what you expect to taste. And this being such a one-off, not in the way where you just go, wow, they did some amazing shit right here. It definitely kind of makes you scratch your head and ask a little bit and say, we might need to go back to the drawing board a little bit. I'm with you. Thank you guys over at Legends for sending this to us. By no means did that have an effect on our review. We always try to give open and honest reviews on the whiskey we drink, but thank you for sending this our way. Also want to let you know today's show is sponsored by Cast Cartel, changing the industry standard as to how you get your alcohol. Obviously, it's a huge convenience play right now. You're sitting at home. You don't want to go out. You're watching Ozark on Netflix. You're catching up on all your shows. You don't want to leave and go to the liquor store and buy something. Well, go to cascartel.com, have it sent directly to your door, and 
an online retailer, some of the allocated stuff is going to cost a little bit more. So if you are going on there thinking that you're going to go find a Pappy and have it be the retail price, you might be mistaken. But you know, if you want a Pappy, I'm sure they have one for you. So just know that as you're going on there, but your vodka, your tequila, your mezcal, your bourbon, your scotch, your, your daily drinkers, your Elijah Craig's, your old foresters, the things you're going to find on there, you will find that at cascartel.com. Your early time is bottled in bond. Your all the millions of products Heaven Hill has, you can find them on Cast Cartel too. So go ahead and check out cascartel.com and follow them on Instagram at cascartel. You never know when they are doing an awesome giveaway that will make it to their followers and might make it into your hands. So also want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by premiumbarproducts.com. You know, there was just something in the dad's drinking bourbon Facebook group where a bourbon group had used distilleryproducts.com and premiumbarproducts.com for their glasses. And they wanted to thank us for pointing them in the right direction. They got the two glasses. They came out looking awesome. So if you are a bourbon group, or you are a distillery or you're a store and you want a big wholesale order, reach out to me and I'll get you in touch with distilleryproducts.com. But, you know, if you are an individual and you just want to get a couple glasses engraved and you want the the Tua glass, the Neat glass, a Glencairn, a distiller's tasting glass, a Wee Glen, whatever it is, check out premiumbarproducts.com. They also have bar tools to help your stir your drink or shake your drink whatever it is and you can personalize that stuff too so check out premiumbarproducts.com carson vicky janey all the folks over there they're great people and we love working with them zeke the folks can find us on facebook at dad's drink bourbon twitter at bourbon dads instagram at dad's drink bourbon join our facebook group Find us wherever you download your podcast. Leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.